right, guys. Thanks for listening to Fort Wright CrossFit Podcast. In this episode, we talk a little bit about the, a day in the life of me. That's Kyle Stark. Uh, some of the things that I do for mindfulness and kind of how I block out my time and manage my time throughout the day. Hope you guys enjoy. All right. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's just going to be me on here. So no co-host today. Um, no one interviewing back and forth. I got the idea for this episode from one of our members, actually. They brought it up to me and said I should do a day in the life of Kyle Stark, which was funny to me at that time. Uh, and I, I thought that, you know, no one would be interested in that. Life's pretty boring. Uh, nobody would want to listen to that. So I actually thought about it for a little bit and think that maybe there would be some value, um, not necessarily in what I do each day, but in kind of like the, the disciplines and the practices and stuff that I use in my life uh, to try to help help me be better at my job and be better in general as a, as a father and a husband. So uh, some of those things I think may have some value. So hopefully you listening to this, you know, and I don't expect you to be overwhelmed by any anything really cool that I do during the day, but maybe it'll give you the opportunity to, uh, to look at your own life and, you know, the time that you have uh, here on earth and, and try to maximize that and try to maximize your potential to, make, you know, improve yourself. Because if we're not trying to improve ourselves every day, you know, then obviously we're moving in the other direction. So we want to try to be the best version of ourselves that we always can be. So um, I'm just going to kind of run through my schedule uh, through the day and know that it does change a little bit. You know, every day is a little bit different, uh, but this is in general kind of how I block out my day. So to start with, one thing that I do uh, to help help with my time management is the night before Uh, Before I go to bed, I I like to make a list of stuff that I want to accomplish the next day. And it's usually a pretty short list, uh, up to about five things uh, that I want to get done for the next day. And ultimately what that does is it gets it out of my head and on paper, which allows me to relax and sleep better at night. But also when I get up in the morning, I know that I don't have to like start my mind racing and thinking about what I'm going to do for the day because I've already taken the time the night before to kind of make that list out of things that I that I want to do and I can put the time in the night before to kind of prioritize those and, and which ones are important but it allows me that time in the morning to not um, to not jump right into work to not get my mind racing and already pushing into those things so I usually wake up uh, sometime between 5:40 and 6 o'clock in the morning uh, my alarm's set to 6 uh, most of the time I wake up before that and that's kind of the idea of it I like that kind of natural wake up Um, Whenever you wake up, that's where you're in that sleep rhythm. Um, So that's the best time. So I usually get up. If I wake up any time in that period before 6, I'll get up. Um, If not, my alarm's set there just as a fail-safe so that I don't oversleep. Uh, As soon as I wake up, I immediately start getting into the mindfulness stuff. The first thing that I do, uh, personally, is I I get out my phone and I look at at the Bible app. And I usually do a devotional or two on there that have like reading plans on there. Um, and it, depending on how long that one is for the day, so I might do one, uh, if it's a shorter one, I might do one on that daily Bible or on the Bible app, and then I may do like a, a, one of the readings on Crossroads app or something like that. But what that ultimately does is get my mind thinking and get my mind focused on kind of that part uh, right out of the get go um, for the day, and kind of helps me to help set the tone for the day, I, I guess. Uh, so once I've done those two. Uh, devotionals or done a little bit of reading there that I'm usually woke up uh, I know a lot of people uh, and I haven't tried this yet um, I, I've, I've done it I shouldn't say I haven't tried it I've done it a few times in the past but I haven't done it lately uh, as soon as they wake up they 
hop out of bed and they do 30 reps of some sort of exercise, whether that's push-ups or squats or burpees or whatever it is. I don't know who would get out of bed and do 30 burpees, but uh, push-ups or squats or something like that to kind of wake their body up and then get going. Uh, for me, I don't do that currently. Uh, and, and the reason being that I want to I wanna spend that those first few moments kind of getting my mind uh, set up before like it, I start doing the physical things. So that's why I do the reading and the kind of the devotional first um, before I start doing anything physically. Um, once I'm done with all that good stuff, though, I'm done reading, doing my, uh, my devotionals or my, or my reading plans there. Uh, that's when I'll get up and I'll get in the shower and I'll get ready. Uh, one thing that I've used to help um, just to, I guess this is more on the physical side that I've helped to kind of wake me up is, is the Scottish shower. So you hear people talk about doing cold showers and stuff in the morning that kind of wakes them up, gets them invigorated, clears their head. I'm kind of uh, too much of a wuss to do that, I think. I don't like cold showers. I don't like being cold and I don't like cold water in general. So my kind of meet in the middle for that is what's called a Scottish shower. So I'll start my shower with it on really hot, um, almost about as hot as I can stand it. And then progressively through that shower, I turn it down. So like I might um, start with my shower really hot and I'll, I'll wash my face and then I'll turn it down a little bit and then I'll wash my upper body and I'll turn it down a little bit and lower body turn it down and then to where at the very end when I'm washing my hair it's the water's cold at that point so I kind of like progressively step my down myself down into it versus just hopping into the the cold shower in the beginning and then when I finish my shower too we have like one of those little uh, like squeegee window squeegee things or whatever so I always clean the shower with that and I always stand there um, with the cold water and stuff on as I'm doing that too just to kind of help that set in you know Maybe build some cold tolerance or something which I think is kind of good in this winter that we've been having and build a little cold tolerance so um, It also I mean it does wake you up um, and, and it's being a little bit uncomfortable and getting used to being a little bit uncomfortable with that I think I think it's a good thing for you builds a little uh, mental toughness maybe too uh, So once I'm out of that shower, I get ready all that get dressed all, and good stuff and then I move on to uh, the, I do uh, usually do a session of Ramwad. So depending on the time and what I've got going on that day, I might do the full length one or I'll do the shortened version. Um, if you don't know what Ramwad is, it's a daily like yoga programming. Um, you go to visit their website. I think they might even have an app now, but you visit their website and there's a daily yoga programming. Usually the sessions are 20 minutes or less. Um, if you do the shortened version, they're more around like 12 to 15. So. Uh, depending on the day, I'll do that, um, and, and I like that. That's my physical part there as well. It kind of gets me stretching, but it also makes me be still for a little bit longer. Um, so I still haven't started my work day. I'm still not um, checking my phone and checking messages and stuff on my phone yet. I'm still being still. My mind's still um, quiet kind of at that point, so it allows me to take time and really like have that solitude um, and then you know get a little bit of stretching in as well to help wake up my body. So that's that's really good for me. Um, and then last thing I do before I go downstairs, before I leave the bedroom, is I do some journaling. Uh, and this kind of changes depending you know, on where I'm at and what I'm doing at that time. The one that I'm going through right now is called 31 Prayers for My Daughter. So each day there's a, a, a daily prayer for your daughter and then you journal behind it, like some extra prayers and stuff. But some other ones that I've done in the past, uh, the five minute journal, I think that one was really effective. Uh, it, it teaches you, um, like you'll list things that you're grateful for and things that you want to accomplish for the day and that kind of thing. So I took a piece of that five minute journal essentially and that's where I got my night before practice where I'm listing my five things that I want to accomplish. But 
um, it's good to go through the gratitude stuff too. Sometimes we get caught up in, you know, trying to trying to chase after something or always trying to improve, and we forget to be grateful for how much we actually have already. So having that um, the practice of journaling and the five minute journal help with that, you know, allows you to take that time to be grateful for what you have and develop that attitude of gratitude, um, which is I think really good for your mindset going forward from there. So. Um, Another one that I have that I haven't started yet is called the Daily Stoic, um, which I'm pretty excited to, do, to get started on that when I finish my 31 prayers. That's the next one that I'm going to go to. All right, so after I've done my journaling, that's when I'll usually uh, leave the bedroom and I'll go downstairs. Uh, usually it's around about 7 o'clock, so I've spent the first hour of my day um, kind of setting my, getting my mindset um, while getting ready. So I got a train going by here. But yeah, the first hour of my day is kind of getting my mindset, staying quiet, um, not letting not letting the outside world kind of break in yet, not um, checking my phone or checking messages or emails or anything yet like that yet. So I, I pretty much, after I read my devotional on the phone, first thing in the morning, I set my phone back down and I don't pick it back up um, until I'm going back downstairs there. So I go downstairs about seven o'clock and I cook breakfast um, for Izzy and I. If you don't know who Izzy is, it's our two and a half year old daughter. Um, I always cook her breakfast in the morning um, and mine at the same time. So cook all the breakfast. My breakfast uh, consists of coffee, half a cup of oatmeal, an apple, three eggs, uh, three quarter cup of egg whites, and a tablespoon of olive oil that I cook the eggs and the egg, and the egg whites in. So macronutrient wise, that breaks down to 30 grams of fat, 58 grams of carbs, and 44 grams of protein. Um, I did, at one point, I was cutting out carbs in the morning, and I wasn't eating those in the morning. Um, and, and I think that ideally, uh, for my workout time and stuff, I'm later in the afternoon when I work out, I don't think that you ideally have carbs in the morning, but for me going in and coaching and stuff at nine o'clock, I would feel pretty drained of energy and kind of get pretty hangry, maybe by the time we finish with 9 a.m. So having a little bit of carbs in the morning does help me out, um, give me that energy and stuff to get through coaching. So got breakfast all cooked. Uh, Izzy usually wakes up around 7.20 or so, 7.15, 7.20. Uh, so I'll go up in there and usually go up and get her. Usually I'll take my coffee with me and I'll just kind of go up in there in her room and I'll sit and talk to her for a little bit as she gets up and kind of wakes up. So it kind of allows her that time in the morning as well. Uh, to not feel like she immediately has to get up and get going and get rushed and we can kind of just hang out and she can you know pick through her books and do whatever it is that she wants to do in the morning um, and, and I'm just I think that's a good thing to teach them in the beginning um, to set aside that time for themselves in the morning where they can kind of work on themselves and not feel like they have to get rushed and you know pushed out the door uh, immediately so trying that with her and it's fun and it gives us a little bit of quiet time to just sit there and interact together. After that we'll go down and we eat breakfast together and then I usually kind of finish getting ready and play with her at the same time as we're running around uh, and then by that, by around 8 o'clock or so, Steph usually comes home from the gym where she works out and stuff in the morning. She comes home from the gym and we switch uh, so then she'll have Izzy and I'll head to the gym. I uh, leave it at 8 a.m. and usually if I'm doing well, I still haven't checked my phone um, for emails and stuff like that. So still keeping that part of the day 
um, kind of pushing that back a little bit so having not, not gotten into that and really the reason I do that is just I don't want I want to set aside the time that I pay so that I pay attention to Izzy in the morning and we get that time together and then also before that you know I get the time to myself I don't want to wake up and check my email and you know maybe there's a negative email of someone's quitting or you know there's something like that that can kind of set your tone for the rest of your day um, where you kind of have a, like a bad attitude going into it or maybe then I would be thinking about it and responding to emails instead of hanging out with Izzy and you know having our little coffee time in the morning and, and talking and stuff so I usually wait to check my email until I get to the gym um, and I usually get there around maybe about 8.30 or something and I'll check my emails and if there's one that needs responded to right away then I'll respond to it then. If not, I'll save it for a little bit later. Um, after that, I get ready for our, the 9 o'clock class. I usually coach the 9 o'clock class um, at least three days a week. So. I'll spend you know 20, 30 minutes there getting ready for class, and that's you know moving equipment around, uh, cleaning up if I need to, um, kind of checking the stock of the bathrooms, and then I sit down and write out my timeline for the class, um, you know all the little, what how long the warm up's going to take, what we're going to do, and all that good stuff, so that I have that and I'm prepared for class and I don't have to, you know, run around and do that. So I get all that set up, get ready to go, coach the nine o'clock class. After the nine o'clock class. This is where kind of the time blocking comes in. Um, I, and I guess I, I suppose in the morning you could call that time blocking as well, but I take periods of time during the day and, and I kind of assign certain tasks to those period of time um, or, or maybe a specific type of job to that period of time. So from after coaching the nine o'clock class till about 11.45, so we have an hour and 45 minute window there, that's where I do most of the office work and stuff. So all the payroll, um, our accounting, paying bills, um, I'm answering emails and membership questions and stuff at that point. Um, and, and then I'll get started on that list of five things that I made the night before. So the things that I want to accomplish and that, you know, that can be very, very, um, varied, very varied. Yeah, that sounds funny, but it can be, you know, quite a bunch of different things. It might be something as much as writing out like a job description, or it might be like today, I went and kind of patched up some spots on the walls and repainted them. So those five things and usually the office type work or what I, what I do during that time period. Um, and I always focus on those kind of tasks during that time period. And uh, I usually save like the later on in the day, we we'll talk about like the creative stuff. And I save, I save that for after my second lunch, uh, just cause I feel like that's the time where I am the most creative. So in the beginning, that time period, I know, you know, this time is really where I just can get, kind of put my nose down and grind through the stuff that I don't necessarily enjoy maybe as much as, as you know, writing out programming and stuff like that. So, so we knock out that stuff. I've got that block, that time blocked out. Um, usually I have lunch around 1115. So that's during that window as well. Um, my lunch consists of, this is pretty consistent. I usually don't change this meal very much. Five and a half ounces of chicken breasts, a cup and a half of brown rice, a cup of sweet potato, and a tablespoon of olive oil. And then I'll throw in some, uh, what is it? It's like the California medley or something, the frozen vegetables. I throw in some of those uh, so I get some veggies. And then I usually use some sort of sauce, whether it's like a hot sauce or uh, I like that G Hughes sugar-free barbecue sauce. That stuff's delicious. Uh, so I'll have that. Uh, I think the macronutrients of that breaks down to 20 grams of fat. 96 carbs and 40 uh, grams of protein. So a lot more carbs at that one because I'll be working out 
um, after that meal essentially. So the two meals surrounding my workout are usually ones that have the most carbs in it. So eat my lunch about 11.15. And then on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, we have that zone class at noon. So I've done a lot of my office work and stuff until 11.45, I kind of get a little bit of break there. Um, I'll usually watch Izzy and play with her while Steph coaches zone. Uh, so from you know 11.45 to 1.15 or something like that, I'm, I'm watching Izzy and hanging out with her. Um, anytime that I'm with her and like watching her like that, I, I tend to leave my phone um, either on like the table or counter or something uh, just so I'm not on it and I'm, I'm with her instead. So I, I give her my full attention kind of at that point um, and play with her. And so you get that face-to-face -face interaction, which I think is important. I think a lot of our a lot of times in our society now, like people get so, they're so attached to their phone, you know, they kind of miss that face-to-face -face interaction. So it's something that I really am conscious of, um, especially when I'm with her, that I, I don't have my phone in my hand. And, I, and usually the best practice for me is to leave it in another room or to leave it on a table where I can't just grab it and look at it. Uh, it kind of forces me to do that. And it's, uh, I think it also sets a good example for her to maybe do the same thing as she grows older to not be necessarily attached at the hip to her phone. Uh, that kind of always on thing can, can be very draining, I think. So we'll watch her, we'll hang out for a little bit. Um, and then after that, after the zone class and stuff, Steph takes her back and watches her. And that's when I'll go back in and do my do more work. So I have my next block of time here where I'll do more of like the creative type stuff. So I've had my time to play with Izzy. I've had my second meal. Um, I usually do a little bit better with the creative stuff. So that's you know, writing out programming that I do for people. I write some one-on-one -on -one programming for a few people and then uh, I'll write out the blogs or I'll do this podcast. Um, I'll do, you know, like goal setting and that kind of stuff or I'll do my continuing education. Um, as a level three coach, we have to get so many continuing education credits. So I'll, uh, I'll be working through classes and stuff like that to try to accumulate those. I just did one recently that was about managing a fitness event that was kind of cool. Um, that's a little bit of a side note, but yeah, I had to go through and like create a fitness event as, as part of a project and stuff and set a budget and stuff for it, which I, I think that stuff's kind of fun. So um, that time period after zone and before my workout is kind of where I do all that creative stuff. Um, and setting these time blocks and specifically the tasks that are going to get done in them helps me manage uh, when things come up as well. So like if something breaks, uh, say like the, the floor scrubber breaks or something like that. I know have the, I have this blocked out time period in the morning where I can work on that scrubber and get it fixed. Um, and I can push, you know, maybe push one of those five to-do list things or whatever to, the, to later in the evening or later in the afternoon, sorry. And those five things on the to-do list, you know, maybe that, that list, I don't get all five of them done in a day, but then it just rolls over into the next day and I can add a few things to the bottom of it. Um, it's always that, that, that time at night before when I'm listing those things, I mean, I'm always reprioritizing them too. So if things come up and they need to go on top of other ones and I need to push them down, you can always make that just adjustment as well. But having the time blocks and really like focusing on what type of work I'm going to do during that, uh, helps me. And then even you can have to do lists inside of that, you know, that time block. I know that I have to get the blog done at, at this certain time. Uh, so I'll have the blog post in there and I know I have to get my programming done and all that good stuff. So having a to-do list inside of those specific time blocks helps me stay organized and kind of on task um, and, and, and helping with the priorities of what needs to get be done as well. So then about 2 o'clock, uh, somewhere 2 to 2.30 um, is when I'll get started on like my working out, my fitness. 
Um, and I always haven't always been good at the, that practice, uh, especially in the very beginning. There's just so many things to do when you're starting your own business and you're running your own business uh, that a lot of times my fitness took a back seat uh, where I wouldn't work out or I would just do something really fast and not warm up or anything like that, um, which ends up being very mentally fatiguing um, for the same reason that everybody else loves CrossFit, that it's a big stress relief and that it's, you know, uh, their time, their hour, their happy hour or whatever, where they can kind of push everything out and not think about stuff. It's the exact same thing for me. Um, I don't train to be competitive anymore. I train for those reasons as a stress relief and to be healthy and, you know, kind of forget about the everything else. So I now specifically set aside that time uh, in my day to do that. So it helps me be a better person. It helps me um, relieve all that good stress and stuff. So it's about two to four um, is that block. If it gets, you know, if I set aside from two to four, I'm probably more likely, more realistic that time is actually like 2.30 to 3.45. Um, but if I set aside two to four, then if I'm a little bit late getting to it, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. So always set aside or overestimate your time when you're doing these blocks because uh, it'll actually, it'll be closer to that. So might spend the first 30 minutes of, you know, my two to four window, I might spend the first 30 minutes working on bikes or something. I might start to warm up and notice that the handle on this bike's loose. This happened yesterday. The handle on this bike's loose and then I'll stop and I'll go and get tools and tighten it up. Well, now it's like 2.30, so. Uh, 2.30 to 4 to 3.45 is probably a more realistic time for that I'm spending there, but two to four is blocked out for that. Um, for Wadapalooza, I was training a lot more um, than I am now. I've kind of backed that off to, to get back to like where I normally am at. Like I said, I don't train to be competitive, so I don't do a real high volume of training anymore. I just kind of do, I usually do the class and then maybe one other piece to it, whether that's another conditioning piece or if it's a strength piece or something like that. But I just still do the same thing as the class. I think it's important um, owning a gym that you're doing the same programming as your gym. That way you're, you can be sore and with with everyone else and you have that kind of common bond uh, with everybody so I, I say that because i'm super sore from monday's workout still um, and everybody that i've talked to is so we kind of get to have that laugh together um, and you know sh that shared experience with everyone so i think that's good um, then after that four o'clock or about that four o'clock time period i'm ready for my third meal so it's right after the workout uh, you want to try to eat usually about 40 minutes after the workout. So if I end at 3, 3.45 or so, I usually can eat about 4.15 or so. It gives me a little bit of time before I have to coach to eat. Um, and I'm eating in that meal. I'm eating the same thing that I ate for that lunch. So it's another 20 grams of fat, another 96 of carbs, and another 40 of protein. Um, and I get all that in before I coach class. I usually try to eat that meal out at the coach's desk too. So if I have people coming in for class, I'm still available to like engage with them and talk to them. Um, a lot of times that's when, if you have somebody that has an injury or something, they can come in and you can talk about the scaling and stuff before class um, or adjustments that you're gonna need to make to the workout. So I think that's helpful. So being out there and being available, saying hi to everybody that walks in, you know, to, to engage in those kind of conversations, I think that's, that's a good idea. So coach the 4.30 class. Um, usually hang around for a few minutes after that um, just in case you know somebody needs to talk um, about anything or if there's a, you know any administrative stuff I need to do like somebody 
needs to renew their membership or they can't sign in for this and that reason or whatever. Um, usually just allow a little bit of time to do that and then to wrap up anything that I need to do um, or I need to finish from earlier uh, before the workout and stuff. If there, was, if there was something that I didn't quite get accomplished off my five to-do list, I'll, I'll knock that out. And I usually leave, for, leave the gym about six o'clock, uh, somewhere in that time frame so I can get home. Uh, this is all assuming too that I don't have any of the elements classes. I teach a lot of the elements classes, probably 90% of the elements classes I teach myself. So if I have any of those, I may, you know, I might have that at 5.30 or something, so I might hang around a little bit longer. Uh, we've had a couple of those lately, so um, this isn't like an everyday schedule. That It is flexible there to be added on to the end, but um, this is on a typical day when I don't have those elements. I usually leave around 6 o'clock, head for home, um, and then I try to switch back into that same kind of mindset that I had before I left for the gym. So when I get home, the phone goes down on the counter and I'm done with it um, until Izzy goes to bed for sure. So again, putting that phone away so that I have that interaction with her um, and I'm not on my phone. And it, it's not to say that it's you know bad to be on your phone. If you like to be on your phone, that's fine. But to me, it forces me to really interact with her, which I know is what's best for her. And it makes me a better parent to put it away. So I, I just have learned to put it away and let go of that thing. So I usually leave it on the counter, spend time with her and Steph, um, kind of hang out there and then I'll, we'll cook dinner. Um, it's kind of 50-50 whether I'll cook or Steph cooks um, or if she's had it, if she'll have it done before I get there or if we'll cook together whenever I get home. So we do that. We don't watch TV during the week. That's another thing. So the TV's not on when I get home. We don't turn it on when I get home. And it's the same reason that we don't have our phones in our hands. It's so that we're kind of forced to interact um, and not just kind of watching. And I know a lot of people say they turn it on and it's just background noise. Well, if it's just background noise, then don't turn it on because uh, you're not paying attention to it anyway. So I think having the TV on, you tend to pay more attention to it than you think. So not having it on kind of forces us you know, to hang out and talk to each other. Um, but we will we will play music, and I think that really is more of a background thing because, um, you know, we have, like, our little dance parties or whatever in the kitchen, but it's more of a background thing where you're not watching it like you're watching TV. So uh, we this is something that I, like, I think if we were doing, like, a fasting type thing, and I decided not to watch TV during the week at all, um, and it's something that was like, wow, that's, very effective and it's really kind of helped so we've kind of continued it since then so we don't watch uh, tv with especially with izzy during the week um but yeah anyways we'll eat dinner and stuff um and then izzy usually goes to bed around 8 or eight fifteen, something like that so we have a whole like nightly ritual there where we're, we brush teeth brush our teeth and stuff together and then um, read books and all that good stuff and then put her down for bed usually around 8 or eight fifteen. Once she goes to bed, I'll, I usually do check my phone uh, one more time before before I go to bed and then, you know, just to answer any emails or something that may have came through um, in the evening there. Um, usually after I've done that, we usually get in bed around 8.30 or so, um, pretty early, and then spend a little bit of time, you know, talking to each other and then we'll read or uh, occasionally, Steph and I all watch TV at night, uh, and it's usually like an episode of a show or something on Netflix. And we've gotten in the good habit of like turning on the sleep timer so you don't get like sucked into 
you know, a series on Netflix or whatever. And the next thing you know, you've stayed up till midnight or whatever. So we usually set the sleep timer um, and it'll shut off. Even if it's in the middle of, ep of an episode, it'll shut off and we just kind of leave it at that and go to bed. And then we'll pick up the next night if we're going to do that. Um, but having that kind of quiet time with your spouse at night to talk and stuff is good as well. So we have that kind of shared thing. Um, and when then we're already in bed and ready to go, usually try to go to bed around 9, 9.30, uh, something like that. My goal for sleep each night is eight and a half hours. Um, so, you know, getting plenty of rest there. They say at seven hours, you're just like the best you can do is maintain. So to really recover from training and to optimize all that, you need to get at least eight hours of sleep. So I figure eight and a half is pretty good in, in this schedule that I've kind of developed it has worked for me. So that's my day. Um, and like I said, you know, that's the majority of my days that does change, you know, if we have elements or if something else is going on, if I have meetings or whatever, um, for some of the other stuff that I'm involved with and, you know, that changes in a little bit, but for the most part, it's utilizing those same things, that mindfulness in the morning to kind of set my tone and set my mindset for the day. And then using that time blocking, uh, throughout the day to really manage my tasks and what I'm doing. And I think developing kind of that daily discipline is really healthy for you. Um, and it allows you to kind of, to always be pushing forward at all and to always improving. Cause you know, if we're, if you're not improving, then you're, you're, you're not, uh, you're not being effective and you're not maximizing your potential. So, um, developing that for yourself is really, really good. And it's a good thing, even though it may seem boring to have that same, you know, routine or daily discipline. Ultimately, that's what's, you know, moving you forward and making you a better human being and will actually give you a little bit of freedom. So I think Jocko Willing, that's his tagline there, discipline equals freedom. So um, it's been really helpful for me. And hopefully maybe you picked a couple of things out of this episode that you'd like to try uh, maybe in your own life or, you know, just maybe make a spend, a spend some time and write down what you do during the day and see if there's somewhere there in there that you can make an adjustment or improve or or be more efficient, or maybe you want to try the time blocking. I, I encourage anybody to do that. And if if you have any questions about that, or any of like the the books I'm reading, or any of that good stuff, um, I'd be more than happy to talk about that. I have a pretty good stack of books that I'm uh, working on on my nightstand. So um, I love talking about that stuff. So feel free to hit me up.